119. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me. Uh, the, the wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. So, uh, number one in your handout that uh, says Lamed is uh, God's eternal truth. That's what the blanks are. God's eternal truth. And that's from the first verse, uh, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So we started this uh, back on uh, December 16th, I think it was, that we started that. And uh, we just broke, broke the ice here a little bit. But it says, his word is not merely the words of the Christian Bible, but the truth. The truth of who he is, his message to us, Jesus Christ himself is the personification of that message. He is the very image of God's love revealed to mankind. This is the central message of the Word of God. And I was thinking about this this week while I was looking over this, and and I think we even said this last time, that if, if you remove Jesus and who he is from the Bible, you've gutted the whole thing. The, 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 the central message of the Bible is, is man's need of salvation and that Jesus is the way in which God provides our forgiveness for sins. Everybody in this room, we're forgiven and cleansed by Jesus' work on the cross. And so if, if Jesus was removed from the Bible, there, there basically would be no message. It, uh, you know, the Bible, the, the, to mankind keeping God's laws would not get us to heaven. It wouldn't get us in a right relationship with God. It would not solve any of the problems of mankind. And all the problems facing America today would be solved if mankind put God in the proper place and acknowledge and worship the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and King. If America could do that, we could get back on track. Our country could be turned in the right direction. You've heard me say, you've heard Pastor and many other preachers say it, that it is possible for these things to happen, but the, the cues we seem to be given are that they're not happening. Uh, our country is, is not reflecting a people that are serving God or following him. But um, again, the, 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 the point that this is making is forever, O Lord, thy, thy word is settled in heaven, and his word, Jesus Christ being the word, he is not mere, the, uh, his word is not merely the words, uh, the, the letters, consonants, vowels, the string of text. That's not the word. The word is the truth of who we are, of who Christ is, and the message that we can be saved through Jesus Christ and that we are to love and serve the Lord. All of that compassed to compass together. And so uh, I feel like I'm over-talking this. <laughs> now John, and the next thing here is John chapter 1. Go ahead and turn there with me. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, give you guys a second. John chapter 1, verse 1 too far from my coffee. <laughs> John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. 
The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of, of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And, you know, this passage, just like many other passages, there's so much truth in this. It goes beyond the words on the page. And the truth is, is God came in the form of a man, and that God who was also a man walked the face of this earth. And that man who was also God laid down his life to save every one of us from our sins. It's personal. And not just us, but the entire earth. Everybody who's ever lived on the planet of earth. Everyone who's ever walked this planet. Jesus died to cleanse them from their sins and rose again the third day. And he ever lives at the right hand of the Father. And so the word was made flesh. And, uh, and it says, as it says in verse 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus came to planet earth, and he represented God to us. He, he brought God's truth to planet earth to mankind and, and we're going to look more at this but uh but jesus himself as god's own son was accessible mankind could walk up to god mankind could hear god's words coming from him and he revealed the truth to mankind and again just like uh, the uh, the people of that day they were able to of their own accord choose whether to believe or not to believe every human being alive is in the same position today they can choose to believe or not to believe the truth the, the word of god records the truth and you and i are to live out the truth jesus is lord he sent his son, God sent his son to save mankind from our sins and he wrote he died for our sins and he was the propitiation he paid the entire cost of our sins and made it possible for mankind to be clean in God's eyes and we are to live out the acknowledgement of that truth we are to live exactly like the bible says that he is god and he makes the rules and we're all going to meet him someday <laughs> And so the more that we see the truth in the Bible, the more we are to live it out, and the more we need to be a witness of that. So that's, that's what the word means. It's the truth. God has revealed himself to mankind, and he has paid the cost for our sins, and he is ever living to make intercession for us, and he is the Lord. All of mankind are going to report to him someday. And the thing is, is, Mankind's sins have been paid for, but if you, if people have not entered into that covenant with him, if mankind has not received Jesus as their own Savior, then there is nothing else. If you don't agree with God about the price he provided to cleanse us from our sins, then you have no place to stand before God clean. And that every man, every woman, every child can be clean before God always. It's the, it's the wonder of what it means to be forgiven. And yet mankind, if mankind does not receive, and let's face it, most of, of human beings on planet Earth, as far as we can tell, are not saved. And so you have a great deal of humanity going their own way. 
That's been the problem since the beginning. Mankind going his own way. And God allows mankind to make that choice, but not without consequence. And so that's, that's what we're talking about, the word, the truth. And so when it says, forever, o, o Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. This whole thing is already nailed down. It's not in play. You know, I, I've, I've felt so anxious <laughs> for, for weeks now, months, I guess, since the election. And before the election, I know I'm not supposed to be anxious. I know that. (laughs) But it feels like everything is loose and in play. And now today with the news uh, of of, uh, the uh, Congress certifying the results of the election. You know, listen, folks, I feel like, you know, a, a mugger coming in, pointing a gun at me and stealing my wallet is more honest and straightforward than what has been done to us. Now listen, a lot of people see that as rhetoric. It's not rhetoric. There's a great deal of the nation that knows what has happened. Brother? No, I agree because there's a great amount of deception in what's being done there. The guy coming up, at least he's pointing the gun at you. You know exactly. I am taking your money. <laughs> he's, he's honestly telling you. Whereas it feels like everybody everybody knows. Everybody knows what's happening, right. but everybody's lying and saying it's not happening. And that's, that's a great deal of why so many people are angry. And then what, what happened on Capitol Hill today, and Melissa and I are talking about it, you don't even know if those are Trump supporters that stormed the hall. They say they're Trump supporters. They, they love being able to report. At what was the, one of the lines we saw? A group of Trump, huh? Trump a Trump-loving mob assaulted Capitol Hill. A young woman was... A, a young woman was shot. We don't know if she was killed or not. pretty sure she... So listen, folks, it feels like so much is in play. Here's what I was getting at. (laughs) The word, the truth is not in play. It's settled in heaven right now. The good news is (laughs) that people can believe on Jesus Christ and before God Almighty, the word is settled. And you read the Bible, and the Bible talks about the Lamb's Book of Life. Do you know if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life today, and no one will be able to take that away. No matter what Satan does, no one can take away the gift of eternal life that's given to everyone who has believed in Jesus Christ. Everyone who has put their faith in who Jesus is, the, the thief on the cross crucified next to the Lord Jesus, is the penultimate example of someone who did not deserve forgiveness, did not, could not earn forgiveness, couldn't turn over a new leaf, couldn't do anything to make things right between he and God, but he turned to the Lord Jesus and said, Lord, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. It began with him believing in who Jesus was. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. That thief has been with the Lord Jesus ever since that day and has never been separated from him. The same thing is true for every living being alive today who has put their faith in Jesus Christ. That forgiveness, that gift of eternal life, that sonship or daughtership has been given to us and it will never be taken away. And it doesn't matter what anybody says or does. It doesn't matter what happens in America in the future. No one can take the gift of eternal life from those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ. Brother Patrick? Amen. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're going to say something about five minutes ago. <laughs> Amen. 
but that, but listen, listen, that's that's this what we've just been talking about is the word that is settled in heaven. Mercy, forgiveness, it's all been settled for everyone who ever puts their faith in God. That goes back to, to Adam and Eve. When they put their faith that God would provide their salvation, they didn't know the name of Jesus, but they put their faith in God. They put their trust in His Word. All the way down to us and to the last man and the last woman, that's what we're talking about. The Word is settled in heaven. God will save all who come to Him. The Lord Jesus said, All who come unto me, I will in no wise cast out. It's a wonderful verse. And listen, folks, if you know Jesus as your Savior today, it's a wonderful security to have Him as your God, your Savior, and your King. And then when you look at the world, and as crazy as it is, and, and like I said, I feel, I've felt anxious <laughs> for months now. It feels like things are moving, like, like the ground you're standing on is wobbling. But it's not that way in heaven. God knows how everything's going to work out. We put our trust in God for our salvation. We also put our trust in God for everything else. Because he's still God. You know, I was telling Melissa, Elijah survived for months and months and months and years and years. First on ravens bringing bread and, and, and bread to him. And he, and he was by the creek. Uh, 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 Brook Brook Cherith, thank you. He was by, he was by the Brook Cherith. And the ravens brought him bread until the creek dried up. And then God told him to join himself to a widow woman. And the widow woman is going to, was gathering sticks together to make her last meal that she and her son could eat it and die. That was what she told Elijah. And he said, go make, go do as you have said, but make me a cake thereof first. And it sounds so bad. <laughs> it sounds so bad that the man of God would say, go ahead, do exactly what you've said, but make me a cake thereof first. And here was the word of God. The, 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 the meal will not fail. The cruise of oil will not fail until God has sent water and sent rain upon the earth. And it happened that way. I don't, Pastor, was it three and a half years? It was, it, I, don't the, I don't remember how long it was. But the, Elijah, the woman, and her son lived on that handful of meal and that little cruise of oil for, three, for, for however long it was. I think it was three years. Listen, folks, God is able to preserve his people. You and I are, I can't speak for you, I am want to worry. <laughs> I am want to look at things and think, man, it looks bad. And I can't help it. I see things in the news and my mind travels. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? <laughs> yes, sir. I, was just, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to listen to Sunday's sermon yet. Yes. Yeah, okay, so, of course, that's kind of what we're dealing with in back. Okay, we're going to see a whole lot more of that this week as we get to this Sunday sermon in Habakkuk, where he's just, you know, he, he's worried about everything. Right. And, he's, and he's sitting back waiting for God to do something, and the things God's doing are not the things he was expecting were going right. to be done. And we're going we're gonna to see, it, it's, it's, as I've worked on it this week, it's been very apropos to where we sit right now in our nation, you know, with things that need to be dealt with right. that don't seem to be getting dealt with. Right, and, and that's the thing is God... God has not failed to answer our prayers. And that's what we have to remind ourselves. You know, I ask, Lord, please bless in this matter. 
And what I'm hoping is that there will be a resolution that is beneficial to Christians in America. That's, that's what I hope for when I lift up those praises. Listen, because God doesn't answer my prayer exactly the way I think he should, it doesn't mean that God is not able to meet Brett and Melissa's and Patrick's and pastors and everybody here's needs for every single day. And it may be that they will threaten and they will. That's that's where my mind goes. Are they going to are they going to come and tell Pastor Ken, you can't preach the Bible just like it says. Water it down. Don't give it like it says. Why don't you get yourself a different translation that doesn't make things quite so clear? Who knows what they're going to say? I just <laughs> I tell Melissa, you, listen, I can't see if they do everything that they, if the Navy calls it dead reckoning. When you take a course, you take where you're, where you are now, where you've been for the past 10 minutes, for 10 minutes before that. If you continue that track, in 10 minutes you'll be here, and in 10 minutes beyond that you'll be here. The, the Navy calls that dead reckoning. Listen, if the country keeps going the way it's going, there won't be that long before the Bible and people following the Bible are in the way. You can't teach kids all this garbage for all these years and then have people saying, no, God makes the rules. Some things that are elementary to us are not elementary to everybody else. If you've gone to public school for the past 20 years and they tell you at some point, gender is fluid. You can wake up one day and be a different gender the next. That defies common sense. It defies basic biology. But the whole world is consumed with this kind of, it's not just idiocy, it's perversion. It's perverting the truth. And it goes back to what we're talking about here. The truth is the truth. No matter how you look at it, the truth is the truth. Are you going to tell the same kids that you can switch your gender? Are you also going to tell them they can jump from the roof and everything will be just fine? In a way, that's what they're doing. They're telling them, The rules are not solid. They're not fixed. And one of the great things of higher learning in America is to teach people that there are no absolutes. Folks, that listen, if you just put your hand up against a brick wall, you know that that's not true. There are absolutes. But the world is constantly teaching people that there are not absolutes. There's no absolute right. There's no absolute wrong. And then you tell people how you feel determines reality. So one person, the way because they feel this way and another person feels this way, they're both right. Listen, folks, these things defy common sense. And we as Christians are to continually stand on the truth. God is God. Everybody is going to report to him someday. That basic thing that I just said defies a great deal of the philosophy that they have been teaching our children for, lo, these many decades now. Listen, folks, we can't capitulate. We have to stand on the fact that God is God. He has a son named Jesus, and Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins He rose again the third day. And the Bible says very clearly, all judgment is committed into his hands. You either meet him as Savior now, or you'll meet him as your judge. It's an absolute truth. (laughs) And Christians are to live that way.
We're, and, and again, there's a problem with Christians in America saying they're Christians and that God makes the rules, but then they live like they make the rules. The truth is, is that we have to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and King and also the authority that we're all going to report to. But Patrick? What you're talking about, dead reckoning, is there's a verse, the truth will be an abomination to them. Yeah. And what something, the lies will be it. An abomination to us, or right? Something like, I yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. woe to them that call evil good and good evil. You know? right. I mean, things are swapped. You know, and listen, we see it in our world today. And you know, I, they 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 tend to decry preachers who 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 preach the Bible and preach the absolutes. But listen, that's exactly what God told us to do. All of us, not just the preachers. We're all to stand on the truth. Now, listen, the Lord Jesus told us talk about dead reckoning. He told us how this whole thing's going to play out. Those who build their life on Jesus' teachings, the Lord Jesus said, I'll, I'll tell you, they're like people who built their, their, their house on the rock. And when the winds came and the, and the floods came, the house stood because it was built on a rock. But those who build their house in the sand, in other words, those who hear these things and don't live their life like God is the maker of these things, God is the one that we're going to all report to. Those who live their lives according to what they want and they feel, what the world tells them to want and feel. Listen, they have built their house on sinking sand. Listen, God is telling us plain and clear. We're all going to appear before him someday. Listen, as a Christian, we've already discovered it's better to follow God. Listen, if you believe the Bible and you, you, you acknowledge that these things are true, you begin to follow Christ, you begin to see, look, it's better to follow him now. It's, it's better to acknowledge him on your knees as Lord and Savior today and also the king, also the authority, all of these things today than to wait for judgment. <laughs> Listen, even if you got salvation by the skin of your teeth, it'd still be better to serve him today. It'd be better to be in Jesus' hands and walking with him day by day. It'd be better. Life will be better than for the Christian to give place to the world's philosophies and to capitulate and to make room for the way they see and do things. Listen, our own lives, God, listen, God puts joy in the life of those who love him <laughs> and those who obey him. You know, the, the song, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It's a very simple, simple way of looking at things, but it's the truth. Again, it's all revolving around the truth. The truth is the truth. And if you're a Christian here today, then you're saying God's ways are the right ways. Everything else is a wrong or a lie. And we have an entire... And this is part of the frustration that I have, that many of us have, is that people are constantly telling you to believe the lie. At every level, in the news, in the schools, and in, the, in everything, everywhere you go. Believe the lie, believe the lie, believe the lie. Listen, folks, there's no profit in it. For a child of God, the only profit that we can have is in putting Christ on the throne right now. Believing everything the Bible teaches as truth is the truth, and living like it is the only way to be happy. It's the only way to have joy. You see, you don't, you go, don't get joy by getting your circumstances the way you want them. 
You, you get joy by obeying God and put him putting joy directly in the heart. That's why Paul and Silas could sing in a prison cell. That's how he could how he could say after being beaten, I think five times, 40 stripes save one and being a night and a day in the deep. <laughs> and all the things that he had experienced began with the day that he met Jesus and Jesus said, that I will show him what great things he must suffer for my name's sake. But you see Paul at the end of his life having suffered all the things that he has, and yet he does not regret living for Jesus. The same thing is still true today. It's just a matter for us to believe and say, God, please help me follow you no matter what happens in our circumstances. The circumstances are always going to change. God tells us to build our life on the rock. Build your building, your house on the rock. Anything else is sinking sand. So anyway, number two here in your notes is after John 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So number two is the word reveals the Lord as both creator and authority of the universe, not man. So Psalm 100, if you'd like to turn there with me. Yes, sir. The time? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry. Okay, we're going to read this just so we feel like we got somewhere. <laughs> Psalm 100, verse 1. You know, I guess... We're looking at a lot of this, and it's all revolving around a big idea. And that's that the truth is the truth. We could stop there and not have to look at it anymore <laughs> in Psalm 119. But again, these things are repeated and emphasized in the Bible for a reason. So let's look at Psalm 100, verse 1 through 5. Uh, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and his, into, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Now this is five verses that again are revolving around a very simple idea. <laughs> God is God. Loving and serving God brings happiness. And the thing is, is mankind is guilty of trying to cherry pick and live in gray areas. And God tells us, just live in the light of God. Live, live, walk in the Lord and walk in, in happiness and serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. Stunning truth, isn't it? God made us, and we didn't make ourselves. You know, half the most of the world can't get there. Can't get to God made us, and we didn't make ourselves. Most many people on planet Earth believe, and they truly believe this very thing that I'm about to say, that we all just blew up, and here we are, folks. It doesn't make a lick of sense. The very best science can come up with is 20, 40, 50, 60 billion years ago, everything blew up, and here we are. They have no explanation for how all the matter of the universe could come from a single dot smaller than a period on a page. It all blew up, and here we are. Listen, folks, that's not how we got here. It takes 
In, in a very real sense, it takes a fool to believe that. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And yet you have a great deal of mankind saying that there is no God. And everything just blew up. And here we are. Listen, there's too many things about the universe that are undeniably precise. Mankind himself is the most complex. We are more complex than any machine mankind has ever made. Even even uh, atheists that look at the human eye say it's too complex. It's very hard to say that the eye developed by accident. Listen, folks, we are too complex to be an accident. Like David said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We have been designed. It is time for Christians to acknowledge without fear <laughs> of what people will think, yes, I do believe that God made me. The entire human race and all of creation was designed and created by Almighty God. And it all, it's, it's just as simple as what the God, God says here. And you know, the, the, the simplistic wonder of this passage, it just, it's just very basic. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It's very good to be a Christian. It's very good to know that God loves me. Not only is he just some mighty king that I should fear and approach to very carefully, <laughs> but he loves me. I, I am not just one of the humans that he has saved from eternity in hell. I am one of those, but by the grace of God, I'm one of his sheep. He loves me dearly. And he loves every one of us dearly, by name. And he called us by name. He calls us to have faith and trust and follow him and give glory to him. So we'll go ahead and stop right there. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had. Thank you for the truth of who you are. And we thank you, Lord, that we can worship and celebrate the fact that you are God and that we don't have to fear what men say or what men, uh, men do but we can simply trust in you and, and obey you and, and look for you to, to, uh, to answer in all things, the things that we think about, the things that we're concerned about. We can lift up these things to you and know that you are moving in the world and you have a plan and that things are going to take place in the way that you have known and that you have, um, you have foreseen, but that you're able to protect and preserve us no matter what happens. So we pray to you, please give us faith and confidence and trust in you no matter what happens. And we pray to you, help us to shine for you and bring glory to you this day and into the future. We pray for all the needs. We pray for Miss Norma and her family. We pray for Pastor Ken and, uh, and, and, uh, and Jim Biggs and his family. And we pray for um, uh, Bill Fortune and his family. And uh, we pray for Brother Fred and his family, and especially his dad right now. And all the different needs that have been mentioned here tonight, Lord, each one of them were important, and we know you care very much about them. We lift up these to you. We pray for your mercy and your help and your blessing upon each one and that you help us uh, in our time of need to trust in you and hope in you and have confidence and faith and, and, and happiness and joy in you. And we pray for your blessing on everyone here tonight. Please bring us home safely and bring us home safely. And we thank you and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.